When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I talk 107. Well, usually at this time on the Colleen and Bradley show, we do one of our very popular segments, Crazy Stupid Idiots. And I promise you, we are going to get to those crazy stupid idiots in the next segment. But we have something really important to get to on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer. Why don't you tell us uh, what we are bringing to our listeners right now? I'm very excited because we have a special guest with us joining us uh, on the ground doing the doable from Alight. We have Mike Zuckerman, a global connector for Alight. And Mike, thank you so much for taking time out of your what I imagine is extremely busy day to help share with my talkers the work that you guys are doing. Glad to be here, Bradley. So, Mike, can you just give us a sense of what you actually are doing? And, well, first of all, where you are and the kind of work that you're engaged in right now. Yeah, I'm in uh, Poland in a town called Szemesz, which is just a few kilometers from the border with Ukraine uh, at the, the busiest border crossing uh, called Madeka, where um, about almost half of the people crossing into Poland have uh, come through. And, you know, that's about 1.5 million people in just a week uh, since the invasions began. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a crucial entry point. It's close to a, a major city in Ukraine called Lviv. And, yeah, this is a, a massive amount of people coming across, and this is where kind of the staging areas for them to welcome people into the country and then get them out to, to other places around uh, Poland and Europe. Mike, you know, when you say 1.5 million people, um, that is a stunning, staggering amount. And to those of us who are at home and uh, and are trying to kind of get our minds around what that means to first receive those people, but then also kind of triage and and move people through. What is that? I mean, I don't even know how to ask this question, but what does that look like uh, for you? And how are you engaged in, in what's happening there? Yeah, I mean, this is really just the beginning phases. It kind of reminds me of uh, seeing the, the Syrian crisis in Greece, where the you know humanitarian system wasn't really set up or prepared to respond to something like this. So a lot of things are falling onto locals, grassroots organizations, like people that literally just showed up to help out and now have made this their life. Uh, you're not seeing the large, uh, typical uh, organizations that you see at these mass displacement events around the world. This is really a kind of self-organized uh, response, and it's really impressive. Uh, the Polish people have been incredible, and the people who are showing up 
I think we're going to see it become more organized over the coming weeks. But really, we've never seen um, – Oh, no. Well, we, we just lost him? him. I'll give him a call back, you guys. Oh, thank you, Grant. Okay. While yeah. we're um, while we're waiting for him to come back, I just want to say that you know I was going to ask him, you know we're asking my talkers to make contributions to a light and the work that Mike and the the other folks uh, that are on the ground, whether it's in Poland, and I think they'll be doing some work in Moldova if they haven't already started. You know what kinds of uh, things are they actually doing um, on the ground, meeting people where they're at? Because again, he said you know you've got this huge wave of people and a very sort of um, not official response, but a humanitarian response. People showing up who are like, I want to do help. And um, that's why we're asking my talkers to make that contribution on mytalk1071.com keyword, uh, I think, Ukraine. And I think we have Mike back with us. Yes. We do. Are you, are you there, that. Mike? Oh, yes, no, that's am, okay, sorry. because you're actually in Poland and doing things and we're just sitting in Minneapolis on our microphone so so we understand that we lost you but Bradley you had a you had a you I think you had a question all queued up and ready well, yeah, I was just going to ask you, Mike, to kind of talk about, you know, that's this is one of the things that I have seen Alight do so well is until there's, you know, there is going to be an official response. There are going to be larger uh, aid organizations who will show up and are probably working on some stuff. But in the meantime, and despite whatever the greatest challenges are facing this one and a half million people, Alight is going to literally start unleashing um, you know, human-centered, human-powered help to these people. What does that look like right now for you and the folks that are that are on the ground? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I really appreciate about the light approach is we're really kind of here on an assessment trip and a listening tour. Uh, part of you know, our philosophy is that the people going through this really understand their needs the best. And that's, that's really been at the, the center of our approach. And, you know, right now, this is, you know, I'm part of the rapid response team, and we're really doing, you know, emergency response on getting people safely, uh, comfortably uh, across the border. It's not happening at all uh, for everyone right now. It's really cold here. There's a lack of uh, indoor space. Uh, there's a need for some additional tents that are insulated and have heat coming into them. Uh, people are, you know, as you see kind of in the media, people are getting wrapped in these kind of like space-looking blankets. Um, but, you know, as I said, this is really just the beginning phase, uh, and there hasn't been a chance for UN and other actors who usually deploy their infrastructure to have it here. So, um, yeah, we're, we're doing other things like uh, sending supplies into Ukraine uh, where they're really needed, a lot of medical supplies. Um, but again, the, the majority of what we're doing here is kind of emergency response and also making sure people make it to their destinations, uh, looking out for people who are exploited. Unfortunately, sometimes vulnerable people are taken advantage of. And this is, like I said, such a, a grassroots effort. Like people are just showing up uh, from all over Europe out of the kindness of their heart and offering rides and their homes. But we're, you know, really making sure that there's systems in place to make sure that we're tracking those rides and that the drivers are registered. And especially because, you know, a majority, almost all of the people coming across are women and children because men aged 18 to 60 are not able to leave 
U- uh, Ukraine since uh, the state of emergency was declared on uh, February 24th. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts, but, you know, being here, witnessing it, talking to people is really so important, and I, I feel really lucky and uh, just happy to be a part of uh, the response team here. I think that um, that you know you you did such a great job of explaining some of the actual material items that that you are able to provide and how those are being um, dispersed in the moment. But and for our listeners who are who are being so wonderfully generous. By the way, we have at present. I'm looking at our current count. We are ten dollars away from eleven thousand dollars raised since six o'clock this morning. Um, and that is because our my talkers are looking to do what we can do from where we are to help you do what you are doing so well where you are, Mike. Um, can you give some other ideas of of where their dollar will go? Yeah, this is a uh, this is going to be a long term thing. But like I said, this is really in the emergency response phase. So right now, this involves. Um, setting up these reception centers. So, so right across the border, these places are usually where cars are just flowing back and forth. But now you're getting this flood of thousands of people per day, and it's just into these fields. And the, the fire department here, um, the, the Poland Boy Scouts, there's all of these groups that have mobilized, but there's still so much of a flood of people that, again, we're really just trying to set up information points, uh, making signs and maps. A lot of them are hand-drawn or not even existent. So we're really just kind of doing the doable, going to local print stores, uh, you know, sourcing tents wherever we can find them. We need to put down flooring inside of the tents because there's mud on the ground. It's winter here. So, I mean, it's a, it's a variety of things that really are just kind of piecemeal. And, uh, you know, and by talking to uh, both the, the refugees who are coming across and also these Polish people who have shown up. We've identified so many needs. There's fire extinguishers needed. There's gas uh, for powering the heaters that's needed, but all of that is uh, out of supply. We're having to drive all the way to Krakow sometimes to get some of these supplies. So it's really just this mix of different things that are, are rapidly responding to the, the changing situation. You know, Mike, I'm sure you have, um, and, I, and I don't know like how long you've been with the light or the other projects that you've worked on, but I imagine you've got plenty of experience um, with you know other situations with displaced persons. Is there a sense you can give us about what this particular experience, um, like how it has struck you or what has struck you? You've talked a little bit about how people are just showing up to help. Um, is there anything else that you have noticed about this particular incident that might help our my talk listeners understand what you're dealing with or what you're facing? Yeah, this is really unique. I think not only for me and my work in different displaced contexts, but in this, you know, for a generation. Uh, the largest refugee camp in the world right now uh, is in uh, Bangladesh, which is about 1.2 million people. But that took several months for it to reach that size, whereas we're seeing a larger number that number than that in just a week alone. And, you know, the other thing that's, it's just different here in Europe. Like there's not, there aren't camps. Uh, there, there, there's these reception centers where people are receiving them and then people are going out into different houses and uh, 
you know, people are opening up their homes or Airbnb.org uh, has offered 100,000 houses. There's a lot of other organizations. You know, Uber even is offering free rides. Unfortunately, there's not enough drivers. So we're working on kind of how to crowdsource that to be larger. But, yeah, this is a, a very different situation. It's happening inside of the EU. Um, there's a kind of – there's a welcoming here that is, is, is different than any of the other responses I've had uh, by the host community. And there's also a, a passion from the world. You know, I'm, you know, a lot of people are asking me how they can help and sending money and things like that without having to ask. And I think a lot of the times when we work in other contexts, they're, you know, it's on the news, but it's not necessarily uh, impacting people as much. And, you know, just seeing war happening in Europe is, is something that kind of, I think, seemed like it was from, you know, a, a past time. And so it's really affecting people. Um, and it's, I don't know, it, it's really inspiring to see how, uh, how this response is. And again, the other thing is that this is going to be a long-term situation. So right now, mm-hmm. people are being very generous and we're calling it kind of the honeymoon phase. But as you know, having house guests kind of gets old after a short time, even if it's family or friends. So uh, we're, we're really trying to uh, work with different uh, host countries and, and think about long-term solutions to housing that are you know, more than the next couple of weeks. But this is, again, something really complicated that uh, we've never seen in this generation. So it's going to take everyone to you know, stay involved in this and to you know, problem solve and uh, continue being uh, you know, generous with their time and uh, attention. Well, Mike, we want to thank you for being uh, generous with your time for us while you are uh, very busy doing real amazing work uh, in Poland. Please uh, just accept our gratitude to you and um, and go forward and continue to do such great work. And thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for working alongside Alight. Uh, we really appreciate the support that even though this is kind of new and we're still assessing things and figuring it out. We're really grateful for the support and shows that, you know, you guys uh, and your community trust us and uh, our ability to show up and do things and do the doable. So really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Mike Zuckerman from Alight. We are busy uh, and you are all busy working with us to raise funds for the work that Mike and others are doing with Alight on the ground in Poland uh, right now, for example, helping the people of Ukraine. We had a goal. We have a goal of $15,000 right now. We are probably going to have to stretch that goal. I'm so excited to tell you because we are so close to $12,000, Bradley, which is double what we started with at the beginning of our show. Yeah, we absolutely, I think we're around 6,000 something and we're just about at 12,000 and that's because my talker showed up over the last three hours and you will continue to show up as you've shown up all morning. You'll show up this afternoon, you'll show up tomorrow and the next